Jono, Ben and Sharon. Here we go, Friday afternoon. Thanks for tuning into the program. Yeah, it's really good to have you listening. Apart from you in the uh, pants. <laughs> what? The one in the pants. Okay. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Okay. Don't Let's not him? start picking out individual people listening yeah. to the show. Let's just say we've got you a show. You with that... the blouse. Oh. You big, can stay. Big show this afternoon. We've got the Drax Project, and you'll know their song, Woke Up Late. It's had, like, over 2 million Spotify streams. Huge hit. Uh, the boys from Wellington, they're going to come into the studio. We're going to pitch them our uh, more realistic version of their song, Woke Up Late. Yeah. See if they want to re-record. I've got the studio tentatively booked. <laughs> got, uh... I think you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, yeah. Just what? a little bit ahead of yourself. I've got, uh, what's his name? Timberland on standby. Okay, nice. I bought him back from about <laughs> seven years ago. That's good. Uh, he but, wasn't up to much. Uh, but next on the show, uh, my mum is keeping the most unusual thing. What is it? What is your mum keeping? Like, well, not me. Um, <laughs> you want to get rid of that? But she's keeping uh, yeah something that I, I discovered this mm. a couple of weeks ago. Well, like an item. Yeah, like an item. And oh, I was like, right. I don't think anyone else in the world is keeping this item. Not even like you see that TV show, The Hoarders. Mm. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't be keeping this. Well thankfully she's still keeping the secret about her and me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Alright. We'll get to whatever. Then we it is. have a wonderful friendship. <laughs> okay. John Ben and Sharon, the edge. A bit worried about my mum. Oh, what's wrong Jenny. with Jenny? Well, she's just She's re- fine last night. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't even... Oh, like, I'm just... No, I'm not even going to talk about what I was going to talk about. Because here we you go with a cheap shot at my mum, at, at my family's expense. Don't, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Screw you. Screw you then. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's what your mum was doing. Uh, you doing I say now. It's, it's easy. Be, it's fun, isn't it, it when you do it? It's quite fun. I'd be doing the same thing. Not as fun as your mum. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. move on. We don't need. We, no, we don't. We're not better than this, but anyway, we don't yeah. need. To, you don't need to be hearing this. She's she just collects stuff. She likes to hoard stuff. Oh, is she a hoard? Is she as bad? Like, is she that bad? She could feature on a TV one not documentary. Not quite as bad, no. but just like you know, and particularly in the food department, which mm. is it's awesome. She doesn't like to waste stuff, like which is great. But then she gets to the stage where I was uh, over there uh, in the weekend, and um, she had in the, like her fridge. A thing labelled cake crumbs. <laughs> she had. She had Please <laughs> tell me it is what I think it is. It's the crumbs from a cake. Like they made a cake, they had the cake, and these are the crumbs the left over. She saved, you know, oh, you never know when you're going to need these. I'm like, well, what, no, when are you going to need them? What occasion calls for cake, cake crumbs? crumbs? Oh, I could do me a bowl of cake crumbs. <laughs> oh, I know, just well, are, they, are they various cake crumbs? Like they've come from different cakes? Well, this one's from the one cake, but I imagine eventually they will you... build up more cake crumbs because what? it was a bigger, a bigger size container taking up quite a lot of real estate within the fridge. But even though, like, the freezer's just full of, like, she might make a roast chicken. She keeps, like, the chicken, like, the, you know... The like, juice. The juice. The chicken juice. stock or fish stock or all this sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> like when do you what? use this? Now, that's the thing. They, they save it, but they never use yeah. it. Never use it. It's the, it's the not-want-to-waste generation, isn't it? Yeah, which is, which is as I say, is good, yeah. but then you can but go then to... just like, you've gone... It's cake crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are, there are people overseas that, you know, maybe can't afford... I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's Africans not... Yeah, but Africa, not, they don't have cake crumbs. Yeah, but maybe they should. But cake crumbs are not. You know, what are you gonna do with cake crumbs? That's what your parents would say. But they're like, oh, there's kids in Africa who don't even have crumbs. <laughs> don't even, no, like, I don't to, think they'd even want to eat crumbs. I'd like to give them something more substantial if I could. That'd be nice. <laughs> Bowl of rice. Here are starving Africans. Here's a bowl of cake crumbs. So I went under the edge. What have your parents kept? Did you, Annie and John? Do they do they, you know keeping stuff? Oh, what have they kept? Well, what I have noticed, though, is they live in Christchurch, I live in Auckland. Every time they come and stay now, 
comes another load of just stuff they've saved. Oh, look, here's your school uniform. I was like, like, I'm stupid, but I don't know if I'm going back to school. (laughs) They're dropping off all sorts of stuff. I was like, why did you keep this in the first place? Well, because they don't want to throw it out, right? And they keep that stuff. And then eventually they're like, well, oh, God, I don't want this. We'll bring this up. Exactly. Eventually they give it. And then they (laughs) pass the burden on to the the children. And you're like, oh, I don't need these birthday cards from when I was like four years old. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't even know these people. They need to learn to throw some stuff out. Yeah. Oh, wait, under the edge. What have your parents kept? My parents have an extensive VHS tape library. <laughs> it's coming back. That format's going to come back. Well, they've still got a video player. Have they? Do they still, they still go to Video Easy and rent videos, Annie and John? I don't think... Video tapes. Not, not even DVDs. You can't, can you rent videotapes? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, jeez. Exactly. I don't know it was a thing. All right. Yeah, well, they're sticking in there. Okay. For, it might, might be like vinyl or something. You know, it might come back around and be chic and cool. Kendall on 0800 The Edge. Strangest thing your parents have kept? Probably my baby teeth. All of them. With gums attached and everything. Just the teeth. No, the tooth fairy would be poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do they do with them? She just put them in this little jar that I had when I was a kid, and she just kept them. And then the other day she brought them out, and she said, here are all your baby teeth. And I was like, cool, thanks. I don't know what we're going to do with these, but thanks, Mum. This is a fun, the, the tooth, we're just talking about baby teeth and the tooth fairy and stuff. They say that the tooth fairy is collecting the teeth mm, to is. build a tooth house. Yeah. Yeah, so she's got a house made out of... A great place by now, too. Rotting teeth. <laughs> oh, she cleans them. She cleans them. She looks she after them. She cleaned a house with a toothbrush. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, wouldn't be living in a tooth house. Well, you're not a tooth fairy. <laughs> would you live in a tooth house, Kendall? Oh, uh, maybe, but not my teeth. Not my teeth. Be high, mate. It would be quite... It would smell, you know, it would smell mouthy. The tooth. Oh, you, the, you're the, not the best. In the, in the morning, not so great, you know, but <laughs> give it a brush and it'll be fine. Thank you very much, Kendall. Appreciate that. See ya. I mean, she's exchanging cash for rotting teeth. It's not a great business no. model. No. What? I mean, someone should tell the tooth fairy that. Yeah. Cash is cash is king. <laughs> you can buy yourself an actual house. <laughs> Robert on 0800 The Edge. Strangest thing your parents have kept, mate? Oh, my brother. Oh, burn, zinger! <laughs> That's a good one. I think we can top that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Robert. He says one word and he kills it. He does. He Drop killed. the mic. That's it. He's out. I'm sure his brother's lovely. Uh, text three three four three. Strangest thing my mum kept uh, from uh, us was her affair. <laughs> okay. Tore the family apart. <laughs> John O, Ben, and Sharon. The Edge. Last night. The massive songs uh, of the last six months, uh, Drax Project, yep. uh, woke up late and we have uh, Drax Project with us in the studio. Woo! Hey! How you going? How's it going? Good. Oh, gee, I'm better to oh, turn your mics, mics on. on. <laughs> Mike, is, is this thing on? So I just realised <laughs> Drax was um, a combination of uh, two sort of instruments. That's yeah. how the name came about. Yeah, drums dr- and sax. Drums plus sax. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. I don't know why I didn't work that out, but it seems <laughs> to make sense now that you say it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's how the band started, drums and sax, just busking, so... You guys started out busking, did you? Yeah. You must have seen some sights busking. What's, oh, the, yeah. what's the grimmest shit you saw when you were busking? <laughs> um, police chasing people around us while we're busking. So, like, we're, like big crowds. Um, this is on Courtney Place in Wellington. And, um, yeah, a few, like, incidents with police, not involving us, but um, other people. Yeah, that's probably the But do you, do you, do you keep playing? Yeah, show yeah, must, yeah, go, on. The must show go, go on. Must go on, yeah. Matt was getting fed a kebab once. Yeah, or, yeah. Or a burger. While drumming. Yeah, um, while drumming. 
Yeah. So this is very generous. Very generous, but they didn't have money, but they were shoving kebabs in your mouth while you played. Because I read you guys used to play outside of clubs and play like really loud. So when people came out of the club, they were kind of like, oh, yeah. this party's still going. Pretty right? much, yeah. yeah. We're just like the street party on Courtney Place. That's awesome. And so what time do you have to play till? What time does the party shut down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would go, like, we're doing a big shift, maybe like 4 p.m. till 2. On, on, a, on a good shift. Like, wow, that's a long gig. If we get rostered on, yeah. Um, and so, who's rostering on for that? Which one of the band members is like, yeah. Um, and, and, and what do you walk away with money wise after playing well, for that? That's a good night of busking, roughly. Yeah. You don't have to say exactly, but what do you. Um, a few hundred dollars what? each. Cash, oh, obviously. Cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Government ain't getting that shit. <laughs> tax free, baby. Don't, don't hear that. I think we've just all admitted to tax fraud on the radio. That's awesome. A few hundred each. That's good. So I woke up like a million, a million streams. Did I read that right on Spotify? Oh, Pass that now. I think it's maybe two now. Two million. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, by far our biggest song. So uh, yeah, the song woke up late. Obviously, um, it's going very well for you, but we don't think it's that realistic you know <laughs> about someone who's actually woken up late so we've got something that we'd like to play we you. want to pitch oh, you a new version go. of the song okay we're, we're, a new we're, version of the okay. song. we've oh, made a new version of the song have a listen see what you think see if you want to go with us it's up to you okay <laughs> we've got the boys from drax project with us have a listen oh, oh. Oh, oh, is that the time oh god i'm gonna be stopped i'm gonna be late my boss is gonna kill me holy hell oh god i've got 10 minutes I woke up late. That stupid alarm, I could never hear it. The alarm didn't go off. Lost my pants and my shoes. Toothpaste foam streaming down my face. Oh, I'm so late. I'm really so late. Stacey, have you seen my car keys? <laughs> Looking around for my bloody keys. Hit my shelf and smack my knee. If I'm late, my boss will kill me. Oh, I'm so dead. I'm totally going to lose my job. Last night, food at the pub. Drank some Honestly, Stacy, where are my keys? I am late for work. It's Saturday, you dick. Come back to bed. I woke up late. There we go. Oh, oh wow. my god. Is that the first shitty parody of your song? <laughs> This is going to be many when you keep releasing songs, we'll keep doing shitty parodies. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've, 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 you've oversold it, but thank you. I appreciate it. It's very kind. <laughs> Congratulations on all your uh, all your success. You guys deserve it. Lovely bunch of boys. Uh, Drax Project, we wish you many more hits in the future <laughs> and so uh, many well wishes. Oh, an oh, announcement. We can announce... Yeah. Oh, yes, big oh, yeah. announcement of the festival, yes. Yeah, Auckland City Limits, 3rd of March. Yep, you got, um, you got your time now. Yeah, we're playing at 12.45 on the Aroha stage. Oh, that's good. 12.45 is good. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy got the day. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the other acts. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Actually, oh, our way, it's going to be epic, yeah. Lovely Thank to meet you boys, and congratulations once again. Hey, Thanks Thank so you. much. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. I haven't told you this story, but uh, in the weekend... What? I was something about you I don't know. <laughs> uh, we went over to a friend's place. It's probably what I didn't tell you because you weren't invited. Mm. And um, who was 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 the name of this? <laughs> no, this is <laughs> name of the slippery snake trying to snake in on our friendship. Uh, so we went over there. You know when you you had a, you know, there's a few people around at this friend's place. You've got to only get to stay for a little bit, and then they're like, "Hey, why don't you stay for dinner? Let's do a barbecue." And we're like, "Well, we haven't got anything. Maybe we should whip up the road to the supermarket and grab yeah. something." Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, they had a driveway. You know, 
as you do. A lot of houses have driveways these mm. days. Uh, but there are lots of cars up the driveway. And our car had been sort of parked in by a couple of other people that had arrived. Okay. So, yeah, the- look, quite a lot of detail here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is going somewhere because at the moment. <laughs> so, anyway, the people who had the last car in the driveway. <laughs> Uh, like, <laughs> this is all we're doing. Hey, take the car. I, I know everyone listening is also hoping that this is going somewhere. Take the car. Stick with us, New Zealand. <laughs> Stick with them. Take our car. What's well, not actually our car? It's a rental car. Take it up the road. You can take. We're losing that. them, Doc. We're losing them. The you can take the car up the road. It's a flash sort of sort of four wheel drive that they rented. Okay, out. so you've taken a flash four wheel drive. Not our car. Rental car up the road. And so we're at the giveaway <laughs> side, and uh, there were cars coming. I didn't know whether I should pull out. or... Or wait. Uh, so we went to the supermarket to pick up some stuff. Amanda was like, hey, I'll run inside. I'll, I'll wait in the car. And I was like, great, this is a nice car. I could just sit in the car. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay. This is slightly <laughs> overcast. Around about sort of 24 degrees. I've gone into quite a lot of detail. So I'm sitting in this flash car, rental car, did I say it was a rental car, in the uh, supermarket car park. And mm. I was like, oh, this thing's got a TV screen. Well, it's not often you see a TV screen in a car. In fact, the only car that we have seen a TV screen in was the Prime Minister's car. Yeah. So if yeah, that's true, so yeah. so there's TV screen. So I was like, oh, maybe I can watch TV while I'm sitting in the car park at the supermarket. I mean, if there's a TV there, you're going to watch it. <laughs> so Why I else have a TV? Push in a car? the button on the TV. Very staticky, like a faint picture, but quite staticky. And mm. then, you know, I could see a little bit. And I was like, well, maybe I could hear some more. Crank up the volume. Mm. Nothing. I was like, oh, that's a shame. Notice there was a DVD button. I was like, oh, okay, DVD. Maybe I can watch the DVD. <laughs> Push on the DVD. Bam. Fifty Shades of Grey. The movie. Wow. Just, and I had the volume cranked up quite loud, so here I go. And they were quite in the middle of um, one sort of, yeah. Yeah. Pe- so, yeah. Stuff was going people on. People thought you were playing with your pack and save stick man. <laughs> yeah. So quickly, frantically, but you know, trying to turn the buttons and turn that off. <laughs> okay. Now I know why he's got into a lot of detail. Because this sounds like a huge ass covering story. <laughs> no, no. So it was the people, because we went back to the place and we we're like, hey, you would never guess what happened with the car. Anyway, we found a car park. It got back in. The driveway was quite full. But thankfully, no one else had parked in the spot. Without a word of a lie, it wasn't even this. So someone who'd. That wasn't their DVD. Someone is, <laughs> someone is lying. Oh, I don't know whether it's last you. The rented the car had, put the, had left the DVD in there. So there you go. Interesting movie to watch while you're driving, though. <laughs> well, you can't it? watch it while you're driving. Yeah. Or stuck on the southern or whatever and in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You know as what well. I might do? While I'm on the spaghetti <laughs> junction, might catch up on Fifty Shades of Grey. Odd time to be doing it, right? Yeah, really yeah. odd time. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So there you go. So anyway. Thank you for that very detailed account, Ben. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, so we're in a car park today, Ben and myself. Yeah. One of your multi story car parks. Six to eight levels. Oh, yeah, big car park, right? Okay, so go in, and as you do with any busy car park, you're expecting no car parks on the first two levels. If you get one, that's a real bonus isn't yeah. it? In, the car par- in the car parking game. It never happens though, right? Because no. well, if there is a spare car park on the first or second level, it always has a reserved sign on it. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So then you've obviously got ones that are reserved for people who work in offices and things. It's fine. They yeah, pay right. for these things. Then we're getting, to a, we're getting into insane levels of... Reserving car parks for certain sections of society. I've, this is my personal opinion. Okay. In fact, no. This is the opinion of MediaWorks. Okay. <laughs> no, yes, of the company. No, you can't. I speak say. on behalf of our whole no, company. No, you don't. Man. I speak on behalf of everybody. No, you don't. In New Zealand. Okay. No, but uh, okay. Like, so we're driving through the car park, aren't we? And I'm like, okay, we're up to level five now. We have driven past reserved car parks for 
mothers with prams. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Why have they got a pram then? Because they, they, it's they, not like mothers with babies having to carry babies. It's a pra- the pram they need is to get their baby out of there. You it's, know, there's other car parks okay. that you got to mention that that, that that there for a good reason. Okay, so don't need to mention that disabled. Yeah, don't, yeah, no, that's they always again get for. The, a, they're stop, always getting the good stop, car parks. Stop, aren't they? Stop. Very wide as well. Stop. Okay, so they, so we've got disabled mothers with pram. Fair enough. Okay, both those, of those okay, occasions. Granted, granted. Okay, thank you. Then we've got ones reserved for electric cars. Yes. Okay, so how are you going to defend this? <laughs> okay. now, now we're getting into ludicrous okay, well, they're close to the PowerPoint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they the, have to. It's like... The niggly PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The next one. The next one we see, which I had never seen before, and you, you were surprised yeah, when this came up. Yeah, a little bit. Small cars. Small cars. <laughs> so there's car parks <laughs> reserved for small. So we've got disabled car parks, car parks with mothers for prams, electric cars, and now small cars. And these, uh, to be fair, the small car, very small cars. Those, those like, small like cars. if you had a matchbox toy car, maybe you could fit it in there, but it was very small. Okay. Where are we heading to next? When am I getting bald, low-rent radio announcer car parks reserved? It's not going to happen. But it's heading, we're heading towards the stage. There is a, lo- a lot of spaces for specific types of cars, right? Those who had a bad meal last <laughs> night. You get a reserved car park. We feel sorry for you. Those who lost their keys this morning in a fluster yeah. getting to the car. You, should have a, you, you guys deserve a reserved car park. You're, yeah. run, you're running late. That yeah. should, be, should be a car park for you. You're running yeah. late. Those whose partners may be cheating on them. Hey, guys, have a car park. You know? We're going to get to the stage bed where every section of New Zealand has a car park reserved for them. Breast, f- breastfeed until you're 16. There's a car, a car park, park for you. Oh, poor you. Have a car park. <laughs> and why not have a bit of boob as well? <laughs> have a feed too. You know? I'll put a stop to the mandus. So, well, the, the, we should have stopped at the disabled. They deserve them. Have them. Well played. Anyone past that point? Mothers and babies is no, fair enough. No, no, no. Yes. No. It's because you don't want to be... Well, you, no, no, I'm not Why even do they get an advantage? I'm not even going to get into this It's not my fault they had a baby. <laughs> it's not oh, my fault geez. they decided to become a mother. Stop. Stop. I feel like I'm slowly tuning into Mark Richardson. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are too. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. This is something we like to do now and again called the friendship test. We call someone who, well, someone who's a celebrity and uh, we, we... May have met them once. <laughs> may, you know, may have waved at them. Work with them maybe, but not in the capacity of being like mates. Well, not even to call them. Like you wouldn't, <laughs> it, like, I wouldn't text or call any of these people. They're not that sort of, you know. But we've got their numbers and we're going to give them a call and we find out, we ask them, one of us has to ask them if they'd do something that a mate would do. You'd ask a mate. Last episode of this. Uh, <laughs> Previously on the Friendship Desk. <laughs> ben, uh, ben called Josh Thompson from the project. Yeah. Josh, who sits and, uh, you know, he's the, the funny man on the project. Mm. Uh, ben, you, you asked him something that every friend hates being asked. If it's all possible, can you pick me up from the airport? Can I pick you up? Um, I'm in um, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So that's going to be a little bit No, the answer. I'm really sorry. So today, Jono, it's, it's your turn. And I managed uh, to track down a number to uh, someone who was on our screens for many, many years. Who's this? Now behind the, behind the scenes directing. Mm. Shortland Street star Angela Boomfield. Oh, Rachel McKenna from Shortland Street. Oh dear God! Now um, a, I'm thinking a friendship <laughs> test that you're 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 going out Friday night. Maybe uh, the, the cricket's on tonight. The 2020. You're going to the 2020. You need a babysitter. Mm. And um, could she look after your kids? Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Hello, Angela speaking. Oh, hi, Edge. Hey, is that you, Josh? 
No, no, it's just John O here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What have you been up to? Oh, a bunch of things. Been... Hanging out with the kids mostly on holiday. Oh, no. It was good, though, wasn't it? The holidays. It was. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Hey, um, a bit of a weird call. Yeah, you go. Sorry. Weird call. Um, I, I'm shooting out tonight to the cricket. Yes. And I was wondering if you'd be able to babysit uh, the kids. <laughs> Am I on here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. No? Um, I look. I'd love to say yes, but I'm out to dinner with my kids at the moment. Oh, so okay. I don't know how I would be able to get do this and then no, do that. If uh, <laughs> if by chance you weren't out going out for dinner with your kids, would you look after my kids? How old are your kids? I'd look after your kids if you really needed me to. What a friend! What a friend! Angela <laughs> oh, Bluefield. Uh, it's it's John and Ben uh, here. You are. You're right. You're you're on the radio. Um, we, we, you're, you're part of a segment called the Friendship Test, where we phone people we vaguely know. So relieved I passed the test. Ask them a question that you'd ask a friend and see if they'd come through uh, weirdly for you, and you would. You'd, you'd help John out. Angela. I would. The, the good... it, would, it, would it would be an odd <laughs> request. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. Oh, you and you've been well, Ange? I've been good, yes. Thank you. Have you had a good summer? Oh, no, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been lo- and this is, the, this is the style of friendship we have. Formal. <laughs> don't ask for babysitting favours. <laughs> Angela Bloomfield, thank you very much. Enjoy your dinner with the kids. Okay, bye. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we do a lot of weird stuff, but I think that's the one that makes you the most oh, nervous. I, I don't know listen why. To it. I had to take my headphones off and walk around the room because it was awkward. Uh, but well done, uh, Angela Bloomfield. What a nice, what a lovely person she would i uh, wouldn't do the same i'd hang up <laughs> if your wife called up and said you look after the kids you'd be like oh jono ben and sharon the edge you want to bring something up here jono yeah you know what i'm going to bring up because we it? discussed it today mm. now we were uh we we're in a park today and just uh, enjoying the uh, the flowers in the park we were we were it was a lovely it was a lovely stroll through the park parks <laughs> are very calming aren't they they are we were actually filming something and then we were like apart from the homeless guy huffing a glue bag let's <laughs> like, go for a walk and it was nice yeah it was lovely it was lovely and there was a drinking fountain there mm. and ben you and i we've you know made no secret no qualms about it he's a the germaphobe of the show i said to ben how much would i have to pay for you to drink out of that drinking fountain you said not, no money in Oh, the well, I would... No, look, I'd do it. Like, I've done silly things for the TV show, but I just, you know, I'd prefer not to. Okay. If I get the option, I'd prefer bucks, not to. 100 bucks to drink out of the drinking fountain. See, he has, he has his conundrum, too. He's quite a tight ass as well, so 100 bucks. <laughs> just to have a drink of water. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, my, mm, tempting. It's tempting. Is that tempting? The problem is I know that someone has not done the... Let's keep our mouth away from the nozzle. You know, of the drinking fountain or whatever that little thing is you drink at, because someone's gone along and they mouth they mouth the drinking yeah. fountain. They put it all their mouth all over. You know, someone's done that. I know, but you can't think about that when you're drinking out of a drinking fountain. You can't let it that gets get in my head. I though. know, but you can't let it get in your head. It's like you're when like, I'm in a pool. It's probably the homeless guy huffing the glue bag. <laughs> He's probably been pashing the thing, but you can't think about that. Okay, I do. I do. Yeah, I, it's like I go into a like a, a first pu- rule of drinking out of fountains: <laughs> don't think about all the filthy animals, <laughs> the filthy mouths that have been there before you. They go into a public pool. I think about all the people that, you know, like, it's like we're just having, like, it's like a bath together. I know. But you don't 
when you're a kid. No, you, you don't, don't care. About, I you, don't, you don't, don't You sit in a spa pool now in a public pool and try not to think about the human <laughs> soup that you're currently marinating in. Yeah. Horrible. But when you're at school, the drinking fountain, oh, you've I've got my mouth all over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm diving my head under the public pool. I'm having a great time. I'm blowing, you know, blowing out my mouth, you know. Yeah. I'm drinking it and spitting out my mates. At what age do we turn into pussies? <laughs> at what age do we start worrying about germs? Because they, they're not a problem for at least half your life. It happens. It just happens all of a sudden. You're like, one minute you're doing it, next minute you're like, <laughs> One minute you're licking a toilet fountain. <laughs> a toilet fountain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah, just that's... invented a toilet fountain, now we're licking it. <laughs> <laughs> the next minute you're worried about licking a toilet. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> Other thing when you turn into a big wimp mm. is when you realise when you go into the water now, the sea or something. Mm. And it's like, oh, Oh, you didn't used oh, to care about that. It's cold. Straight in when you were a kid. Your kids are like, they're diving in, they're going straight in there. They're like, half an hour later, they could be like blue and shivering, but they're like, nah, well, I'm good. I saw some kids on my street, there's a puddle, because there's a puddle when it rains. They were in there for three hours. Yeah. A, pu- a simple puddle. Sliding up and down on boogie boards. <laughs> Cars were driving past, splashing them. They were loving it. They could have been run over. They did not give a... Yeah. <laughs> you try and play in a puddle for three hours now. Oh, I couldn't do it. You know, you'd be worried about the traffic coming towards you. <laughs> worried about what, what's in this water? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of worries oh, going exactly. through my mind. I know. Oh. Why don't we just all have the minds of children? Yeah, I, I think, think so. we'd be better off. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Last week on the show, around about this time, uh, Macklemore was in the country. We didn't have an interview, we, and so we thought, you know, why don't we trick the audience? Oh, no. That's what, what we thought. We thought, why don't we see if someone will be a Kiwi hero and pretend to be Macklemore for us? Mm. And uh, Dan, producer Dan, you rang as a flustered sort of radio producer. Mm. Not, not a hard role for you to play. Yeah. <laughs> Quite often doing that. And we rang a plumber. Yeah. And he was amazing, right? He, he pretended to be Macklemore to help you out of a bind. Uh, we're very excited to have him in the country. He's playing tonight at Spark Arena in Auckland, and he's joining us on the phone right now. Hey, what's Ma- up? What's up? Macklemore. How's, How's it going, going buddy? man? Hey, nice to talk to you, man. Welcome to New Zealand. Oh, thank you, thank you. I don't, I don't think much about the weather, but hey, we're going to have a good night tonight. Uh, what do you like to do when you come to New Zealand? Because you've been in New Zealand 24 hours now. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, just, just, just hang out. It takes a bit of recovering from the trip, but hey, we're just going to rock it tonight. God, he was good. He was so good. Mm. What's up, what's up? (laughs) So uh, this week we thought uh, Robbie Williams. And through it, oh, she offers me protection. A British entertainer. You'll hear him, you know, the song playing right now. You know him. Uh, He's in the country, a hard case guy. I haven't got an interview with him, have we, though? You're pushing your luck, boys, because, you know, that guy last week was one of a kind. You know, I don't know if we're going to get another one like him. Okay, so... uh, Dan is going to call uh, a video shop in Christchurch. Mm. A random number we've just uh, plucked out, right? Yep. And you've got to try and convince this person uh, to go on the radio as Robbie Williams. Okay. Become a Kiwi hero. Help yep. us out. Help someone in need. We'll okay. see if that Here works. Hold on. Let me just channel the flustered producer. And Okay. Network Video Hornby is speaking with Scott. How can I help? Hi, Scott. It's just uh, Dan calling from uh, the radio. How are you? Not too bad yourself. Hey, good, thanks. Um, look, I'm calling in a bit of a fluster, if I'm honest. Um, my announcer has just said that they want to interview with Robbie Williams, who's playing in Auckland tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if uh, he's a pop superstar. And um, I understand he's staying in, in uh, one of the hotels I was in Auckland, and I can't, for the life of me, find him. But the 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 guys are pretty gullible. Like they'll they'll go for anything. So I was just wondering if if they call you, 
Could you just pretend to be Robbie Williams for like two minutes and just sort of answer their questions as best you can? Uh, the only issue is I only know what Robbie Williams has been up to back in, what was it, 95? Oh, that's totally fine. Like, they'll just ask you, like... Uh, I'll pass, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh, please, just, you'll be doing me a massive favour if you could. Please, like, it'll literally be two minutes. Oh, I'm I really can't say it's... Please, 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 you'd be, you'd be the best. I'd be, I'd be forever in your debt. I'll even give you, like, money. I'll give you 20 bucks. Sorry, I can't do that for you, boss. Oh, God, please. Please, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my Yeah. Are you there? Is he there? Are you there, mate? Yeah. This is John O'Bean and Sharon from The Edge here. Yeah. Can, can I just come on here yeah, and sorry. apologise for our pathetic producer <laughs> groveling and begging you? How desperate uh, is he? We're trying to do a prank call. Yeah. And um, you obviously weren't keen, but Dan... <laughs> Which is fair enough. Hey, look. Is that how you got your girlfriend? <laughs> Please. Can you just... If, you, if we were to ring back, how would have you played the Robbie Williams role? He doesn't need to. Well, I, I have no idea how to do a proper English accent. Yeah. I would have probably yeah. pulled it off like, Hello, Governor, how's it going? Oh, that's him. Sounds like Robbie. <laughs> oh, just, Robbie Williams. Just please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. We didn't need the segment that badly, Dan. It's oh, weird, though, because... It's click, though, that it's got a New Zealand accent, not a British accent. Oh, no, there's holes all through this <laughs> shitty thing, mate. I apologise for taking up this valuable time of your day. You know, the sad thing is I think we've actually just found out how Dan gets guests for the show. Uh, please, Ling and Zing, please, I'm begging you. Max Key. Please, please, I'm begging you. Please, please, I'll pay you. I'll pay you twenty please. So, please. Um, no pressure, but please. Uh, no Kiwi heroes today. I think we're done. John Ben and Sharon, the Edge. This is the spillover segment where we uh, <laughs> where we uh, we, talk, we we had something earlier in the week where we uh, threw out had anyone met a royal mm. and the texts have been flooding in all week. Yeah, and we underestimated it, like you do when you're not looking when you're filling up a glass of water. You know, so now we have spillover, yeah. and we don't want to neglect the texts and calls that came through from that. So we deal with them at the end of the week. It's like tidying up loose ends. Bit of admin for the radio show. Yeah, isn't it? it's nice to clear it before the weekend. They're right. Yeah, you threw out a topic. Being has anyone ever met a royal? Shaken a hand of, touched, uh, you know, a body part of, had a torrid affair with, and uh, gee, the, the calls came pouring in. Monique, we didn't get to your call earlier in the week, but what happened to you? We, uh, my husband and I met Prince William in Wellington um, one day. We were just walking along Lampton Quay, and uh, all of a sudden, like, there was a bit of a crowd. So we went and had a, had a look, and it was Prince William. John Key was there as well. Um, we went out, we shook his hand, and had a bit of a chat with him. And, um, yeah, and I just told him, basically, that, uh, that my mum was pregnant with me when Diana was pregnant with him, and they actually met each other um, in Wainuia Mata um, at that time. So... Uh, yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, gee, mind you, everyone, uh, everyone Diana met in Wainui Mata was probably pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story. Yeah. And so what, what was uh, William's uh, response to that? Yeah, I think he was quite taken aback, actually. He, um, he, I think he was really glad that I shared it with him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, a lovely story, a lovely connection for you to have. Is he quite accessible? Yeah. Is he quite accessible? Can you just wander up to him or security all around him or what? No, he was really accessible. Um there was a bit of a crowd, but no, he was right there. We shook his hand, had a chat. He's really tall. Really oh. tall. Oh, really? No, you, you, yeah, you, you don't get that from the magazines and the TV shots, do you? No. 
No, but he's uh, he's very charming. So, oh, uh, yeah. really nice. They both are, aren't they, William and Harry? We yeah, I haven't met Harry. I'd love to meet Harry. Oh, I've never met him either. <laughs> I don't know what I'm they saying. They look nice, though, eh? They, they, really look, they look charming. <laughs> I don't have a cool story like you. Oh, well, thank you very much for calling in about that. Karen, who'd you meet? I met Princess Diana. Wow. No. Whereabouts? Yeah. can't remember. It was either a Mount Smart or Eden Park up in Auckland. And they did a day for, like, school kids to go along. And I got chosen to be in the front row of my intermediate school. And she got out of the car and came round and shook people's hands and had a little chat. And, yeah, it was cool. Did you touch her? I did. I shook her hand. Oh. They could do, like, a little curtsy thing. It was really, yeah, it was cool. Wow. So have you washed your hands since? I wouldn't have. <laughs> well, do you know what? I think I might have had to. No, oh, <laughs> Just hygiene stuff. <laughs> hygiene reasons. Know, right? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, good on you, Karen. That's, that's amazing. What, okay, what's the one thing you'll take away from Diana? Oh, she was just so beautiful um, and so gentle and, yeah, just, you know, what you see on the TV and what everyone says about it was, I mean, it was so brief, but it had a, you know, it, it's, it's a lasting memory for me from mm. since I was 11 years old. So, yeah, it was cool. Beautiful and gentle is what they say about me. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, no. They don't. Yeah, that's what they say. Man. So uh, beautiful. My, my so dad beautiful. actually met her too. Um, he, put, he, um, he had a framed picture. Up on his wall of meeting Diana and Master came to Masterton. Mom, why did Diana go to Masterton? <laughs> like, like, I really? mean, last thing they probably want to do is go and s- shake <laughs> snotty school kids' hands well, yeah, and go to Masterton. He used to um, like be headmaster of a school in, in Masterton, so he came along and you know, and he said hello to her, and he's like, "These are these are my children," you know, and she's like, "He's like, well, not actually my children. They're you know, like they're." I'm the principal. She goes, oh, good. I, I, heard, I heard they had a family planning in New Zealand. And so she made a joke. So that was very good. It was a good gig. It was quite a good, good gig. And then so your dad, your dad framed the picture? He framed the picture, put it up there. Never had one of me on the wall, but anyway, that's fine. I'm surprised uh, she wasn't talking to Kevin Boyce for about a week. Because that man, he could hold a conversation, your dad. <laughs> he would have been bouncing from topic to topic. Because one of the things that uh, Kevin loves doing, your dad, is when you meet him, he tries to figure out if he knows anyone in your life or your area. So he would have Gone, oh, where are you from, uh, Duane? Oh, London. Oh, oh, do you know such and such? Oh, you'd know uh, Grat. You know Grat, who's the uh, chemistry teacher at uh, one of the colleges over there. I met him at a conference in Las Vegas once. You know Grat? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, how about uh, Jim? Jim, Jim the uh, caretaker from uh, the school over there. No, no, don't know Jim. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> John O'Ben and Sharon, The Edge.